When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. I was just talking to Devin off the air about what? I am? Really? <laughs> Much happier. Since <laughs> when? Yeah, I'm really angry, man. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, Tevin is in studio, AJ's in studio, Tom's in studio. Uh, you will not hear another word from us for the next 25 minutes because we have Allie and Kristen together. What could be worse? <laughs> what could go wrong? What could yeah. be better? Oh, what could be better? Oh, okay. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we're talking about something. I, I, I literally want to get out of the way after I ask you this question. We're talking about something this morning here in studio. Uh, some of these streaming channels... Um, and we use Netflix as an example. I don't think it's anywhere near as good as it used to be. What happened to Netflix? Well, this is the dilemma that we are actually in, uh, yeah. even with the strike. And, uh, I, you know, I, I feel like all I do is like, I'm like, and the strike, and the strike. But understand, like, this is how we got here. Netflix, especially, they kind of paved the way. Yeah. And they threw a ton of money at a ton of projects and was like, hopefully some of the spaghetti will stick on the wall. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes it did. You have, like, amazing series like Stranger Things, which has been a phenomenon. But then you also have these obscure shows. Sometimes you, like, click on you're like, I've never even heard that. I don't know the actor. And it has three seasons. <laughs> and they can no longer sustain this financial model. On the flip side, for the actors and the writers, they're also not getting the residuals that they should have. Right. And so that's where we kind of are reaching this impasse. They're saying right now people are still canceling their subscriptions. And in fact, Variety yesterday released all of the the subscription rates and the cancellation rates. And let me tell you, they are big, you know, it's not as good as it used to be. No, and they're not. And, and they can't keep up with these models. They can't throw a hundred million dollars at Ryan Murphy anymore and just say, make what you want. Uh, these things are going to be a lot more controlled as we come out of the strike. Whenever it's resolved, the actor, uh, the writers go back to the table tomorrow with the AMPTP and hopefully we can work our way out of this. And hopefully for 2024, we will see a change in the industry, but also more entertainment coming our way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just really sad. Catherine and I just sitting around last night. Now, look, there's a lot of great stuff on there. And I can't remember the name. It starts with an E, but I can't remember the name of the, the show we're watching. It's a British show. And what I love is it's nine seasons, okay? It's, I can't remember the name of it. I wish I could. But anyway, it's nine seasons, and I believe there are 12 or 13 episodes per season. Okay, so we got a big number there, right? It's over 100. Each episode, every episode is an hour and a half long. 
Like, Are you watching Downton Abbey? <laughs> no, oh, it's not Downton Abbey. It starts with an E. I, I can't remember hmm. enhancement, encouragement. I don't know what the hell it is. but That's a lot of seasons, too, for a British show. Because oftentimes, yeah. they're, they're two seasons. Yep. They're in, they're out, and they're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really weird. I, I, I just, But it's like watching literally 112 movies. <laughs> That's what it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, Tom, we, my boyfriend and I just got done. We watched Oz. It's you like don't this old have a boyfriend. Prison. Don't start that again. <laughs> my boyfriend. Oh, my boo. Okay, right. sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. We just, I had never seen Oz because I didn't have right. fancy cable ever right. growing up. And then he's like, you have to watch Oz. So we watched Oz and it's like years of content. Mm-hmm. So we it took us, you know, over a month to watch everything. It was awesome. Well, how long it's was so he in prison? binging. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It is indeed. Binging is uh, is interesting. But uh, with an hour and a half per episode, you can't do a lot of binging because you've already been through an hour and a half. Like, Unless you want to waste a Saturday inside on the couch. Yeah. I, I have done before. I'm not I'm not going to lie. Well, that first snowfall, that's what always happens. As soon as it starts snowing, it's like, we're not going outside today. That's all there is to yeah, it. Yeah, this writer's strike needs to be resolved by the time winter comes around because I need <laughs> something that, to watch. Tevin. Yeah. I got that. Yeah. And even if it is, they're not going to have that much time to like put something good together right. in two months. You know? No, I think Bummer. people need to understand like it has to go at once they agree to something then it goes to the union membership they need to vote and then the writers need to get back to work then you have to resolve the actor strike that goes out to the membership to vote then they can finally go on set so honestly actors will not get back on set until 2024 at the rate we are going god that's amazing did you guys see that uh drew barrymore isn't going to do her show now oh really? she's not going to do it now correct mm-hmm. Yep. She bailed out and, you know, it, it was the right thing to do. Um, I, I do not. I think I said this yesterday. I was like, I don't know who was running her crisis PR or if she just was like going rogue because those messages like the first one, you know, she put it up there. People reacted negatively. But then she's like, no, I'm going to double down on this. Yeah. Do a video cry and everyone was like look at the white woman tears you know (laughs) (laughs) i saw a clip of that yesterday after the show uh kristen and i love i somebody broke it down was like all of these people have been using the same like distraction tactic because she had the line where it's like i just thought that if we were able to all come together and get through the pandemic and you know why would this be the thing that stops our show like let's let's have a little perspective here drew come on now yeah well, it was so poorly timed. <laughs> yeah. And also, Kristen, I thought it was weird that the shows that are going back are like Jennifer Hudson, The View, Drew Barrymore for a second, all female-led shows. But all the Tonight shows are led by men, and they were like, no, we're just not going to do it. But why can't why, – why do the female shows – I feel like they feel pressure from, like, studio executives to, like, go back. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, the the late shows, other than The View, the late shows have been through this strike before. So The View also went through this uh, in 2007, 2008. Jennifer Hudson has caved, so she is following in Drew Barrymore's path, as is The Talk. That was the CBS daytime show that also was going to go ahead with their show. They have said, nope, we're not going to do that. Uh, So the last show standing in daytime that is a WGA signatory is the, The View. And they have been going since May. And I don't know why 
they haven't been called out more and why it's taken this long. But now that they're the sole focus and now the WGA can just strike in front of them every single morning, which is good because they deserve to be called out because what they are doing is scabbing. Mm-hmm. Even and, and for people to understand, um, the WGA writers normally will write like the intros and the outros to commercials for all of the hosts. Well, now they're making notes. If you make notes, that is considered by the union to be scabbing because you're writing something that would normally be handled by a WGA writer. So um, other shows like Tamron Hall, Sherry Shepard, Live with Kelly and Mark, they are not WGA shows. They are allowed to move forward because they've never had any writing. That's funny that they have to write the ins. Tom, what if someone wrote your ins and outs for you? Yeah, that'd be really great. <laughs> Probably get crumpled up and thrown in the ball in the corner. What? All I, all I do is follow their lead. That's all I do. It'd be unbelievable. This is now happening on Dancing with the Stars as well oh, because sure. that is a WGA show. They are premiering on the 26th, which is next Tuesday. And all of a sudden, the bombshell was dropped by one of the WGA members. By the way, this is also a struck show. So they are going to be picketed uh, come next Tuesday because the WGA writer, who is obviously on strike, writes all the intros and outros for the two hosts, Alfonso mm-hmm. Romero and Julianne Huff. And neither of them are very strong improvisers. So oh, I'm no. going to be really curious <laughs> to see what their ad lib looks like. This is not Tom Bergeron, who's a magician when mm-hmm. it comes to live hosting. These two are going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. We're going to see them for who they really are now, Tom. Maybe. Untalented hacks. <laughs> <laughs> Untalented hacks. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I, and that's, that's not my magic kind of writing is. Because when people are just reading off a teleprompter and can't just mm-hmm. put the words together themselves, you it really sets apart the talents. Yeah. Talent? What's that now? <laughs> I got some talent. You oh, got some talent. I will Everyone tell you. Talent. And I said before, I was very, very impressed with uh, what the hell's her name again. Now I forgot her name. She's in the new... Uh, movie. Tina Fey? Tina Fey, yeah. I didn't really care for her at all on television. I didn't think she's funny in the least, but she's really terrific in that movie. The Haunting mm-hmm. of Venice, it's called. She's good. I mean, so yeah, I, I suppose maybe I'm learning something over the years that maybe just because they're not good at one thing, they could be good at other things. And she's a big-time producer, too. Isn't she? Doesn't she produce a lot of stuff? She does. Uh, so, she's yeah. a big production company, and... Yesterday, we were just talking about how she was taking Mean Girls, the movie that she wrote. Uh, oh. Then she took it to Mean Girls, made it a musical on Broadway. And now they're taking Mean Girls, the musical, and making it into a movie. Really? Wow. Yeah. So that was filmed before the strike, actually. So it should be in post-production. And at some point, it'll come out in 2024. Um, there was some indication on the national news last night that maybe they're getting a little closer. Is that true? At least for the writer's strike, the good news is they're headed back to the table with the producers, which is the AMPTP. And this is, uh, they last left it with the writers putting um, their final offer on the table. Mm. AMPTP walked away. The good news is that the AMPTP is coming back to the table to look at that offer seriously. Because I think with the fall TV season starting, which is officially Monday the 25th, I think they're getting nervous. And I Mm -hmm. think that they're starting to see, oh, people don't want to watch just a bunch of game shows every single night. Oh, I couldn't do it. I literally couldn't. I loved comedies and dramas. Comedy's wonderful dramas. Yeah, to watch game shows and that stuff, no way. No chance. Mm Mm-mm. 
No, or, I mean, how much Celebrity Family Feud can you watch? Yeah. Maybe 15 minutes? <laughs> Not much more than that. I got to be honest with you. I, I, and I watched a lot when I was like a teenager in my early 20s, that, that midday, daytime stuff, like the Pyramid and things like that. I did watch it back then, but once I got to be like 22 years old, I was like, this is really boring. What else you got? Right. And back in the day, it was Richard Dawson, like, making yeah. out with other contestants. So. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever watched those old clips? It's actually horrifying. He literally, like, he does. goes in. <laughs> wow. Remember Bill Murray's great line on Saturday Night Live? Playing him? <laughs> he comes up to this woman. Here's another contestant we have. You're French, so I'll French kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> you watch it, and it's just like a wet, juicy kiss, and you're like, Yes, oh, I, know. <laughs> I don't think Catherine would even enjoy that if I did it. Oh. Wet and juicy. It's like, like a wet lipped kiss. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like a lot. It goes right in. <laughs> you were pretty good at that. Blah. Blah. I know. Like it's so horrifying to think. <laughs> All right. Oh, by the way, I found out the name of that show I was talking about is Endeavor. It's on Masterpiece Theater. Mm. Endeavor's the name of it. There are, I believe, 96 episodes, something like that. Ooh. So it's like watching 96 separate movies because they're all an hour and a half long. That is a task. (laughs) It is a task. So I'll have something to do for the rest of my life now. That's good. Glad to hear it. Until the writers come back. Yeah, until the writers. Yeah, right. As soon as the writers come back. We will be a hundred years old. (laughs) Yeah. I guess. That's kind of sad. This uh why is everything on strike right now? I mean, I obviously it's for better pay and better benefits Mm -hmm. and all the rest of that. But I mean, as thing is, they're getting more and more and more expensive. And now we've got a bunch of strikes, the UAW and, mm-hmm. you know, hotel everybody. Workers, hotel workers. Hotel workers. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So what are we going to do? Are they going to are they going to solve all these problems? Why, why are we going through this? I don't really understand. Greed. So it's they all can greed. get away with it. Mm, wonderful. Because they I mean, all they have to do is pay people a little bit more for a living wage because prices mm-hmm. have gone up on everything. They're just asking for the same living conditions they had before, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, I, yeah, and I understand that. There's no question about that. I and, mm-hmm. and I just I don't do any voiceover anymore anyway. So even though I'm a member of SAG and after it's not hard for me to be part of the strike because I don't do much voiceover anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, I, I but I still, you know, it's it, I will tell you, and I'm very serious about this. I got to be honest. The SAG after benefits are really good. <laughs> They're the best I've ever had. <laughs> they really are good. I'm not kidding. But, but Tom, understand that that what you have yeah. is not what the actors and even voiceover artists are getting now. No, no, so I know. You're going, you know, if you decide to retire, um, and you, you know, you grab your pension, that pension's not going to look the same for someone who's Gen Z, millennials, even Gen no. X. Mm-hmm. So that that's the real issue too and they're just struggling to survive and it's not just people struggling to survive in LA and New York it's people in more affordable cities like Atlanta and Chicago Chicago's I'm probably almost up there with uh, New York and LA but mm-hmm. it's really hard yeah you're like I know how expensive it is in Chicago <laughs> but that's the thing it's it's this is not about George Clooney making another 10 million dollars this is right. about the middle class Mm-hmm. performer who is literally just trying to pay their rent or mortgage. Yeah. yeah. And like, what was it, Kristen? It was like some percentage that don't even have health care that are in SAG because you have to make at least $26,000, Tom, to be eligible for the health care program. A right? day? Really? No. A year. <laughs> very much great to be A, year. A year. A year. A year. 
So, yeah. like, there's like, the less than 80% can handle that. So only like 10 or 20% of the people in SAG sure. actually have SAG healthcare. And it used to be, you could be, honestly, you could be a background artist, which is extras, you know, the people in the back, you could be able to have a decent life, do extra work, make your health insurance. And Mm -hmm. for some people that was, that was enough. You can't even do that anymore. You would have to do like so many days on set. I mean, which of course is like 18 hour days. They're long, um, just to try and make your health insurance for commercial Mm -hmm. actors one commercial would take care of you for the year now you have to like sort of cobble together three four you know commercials and then on top of that hopefully book a a guest star role to even make that have you been in any movies in the background Kristen? i've done extra work before yeah like what uh my my claim to fame and you know what i should find the clip because i used to do extra work on saturday night live when i was in new york city it was my like weekend job honestly it was such a great job to have and i am in the um what are the roxbury guys dancing oh no way really yeah. right at the roxbury clips yeah oh my God. So there's one i'm like right at the front it's somewhere on my instagram page i'd have to go and find it but um and then i know there's another one with like i did like a court tv or a judge judy sketch that you can really see me in but that was my weekend job and it was you great guys, because Kristen honestly Bird was on snl snl back in the days when jimmy fallon had like just joined the show amy poehler <gasps> molly shannon at will ferrell sherry o'terry it was a great time to be there the extras holding was the old rosie o'donnell talk show set that's where they used to put us and um we would work on Friday for like a rehearsal and then you'd spend all day Saturday there because you would do a regular dry rehearsal and then they do Saturday night dead at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And they, it's a two hour show and then they cut out sketches and then you actually are there obviously for Saturday Night Live and they narrow it down to a 90 minute show. It was amazing. Wow. I wow. forget that I did it too. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I used to be on the set of SNL all the time. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people that just casually forget that they were on SNL as well. Like, was <laughs> for opening like monologues, were there any big celebrities that had you either starstruck or you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I got to be a part of this episode? Do you know what I remember the most? Um, Helen Hunt was the guest host, and I believe it was like the last show they had before Christmas <coughs> one year. So I want to say it was like 99 into 2000. That's going to be my guess. But the musical guest at the time was Hanson. And it was at the big height of mm-bop, 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 you know that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and the crowds that were there at the bottom of like 30 Rock and the screams and you know helen hunt was kind of also at the height of her fame with mad about you and i think she had like gone into movies at that time too and it was unbelievable to see that people were way more excited to see hansen than they ever were to see helen hunt well that'll happen there's a guy just now in the hallway talking he was screaming in the hallway yeah, I was like, what are yeah. you guys looking at? I'm trying to talk to Kristen, and you guys are oh, looking out the door. I saw a, everyone doing this. Like, yeah. Like, it sounds like there's a crime going on next door. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy was just screaming. Well, I'm like, what are you doing? Tevin, pull some of your dad's moves and go figure it out. All right, I'll be right back. I gotta go jujitsu this guy and make him be quiet. <laughs> there you go. That works for Tevin's me. Tevin's dad was a CEO, Kristen. Yeah. One thing oh, I will, corrections officer. One thing I will tell you, Kristen, is that... that um, I still have a lot of friends in the business, obviously, and I talk to them. And I'm not going to give their names because I don't need them to get in trouble. But uh, 
they say, yes, it's absolutely true that the studios are very, very hard to deal with, but that's not the only problem. The top one, two, three percent of the actors are taking all the money. The actors are, the top end actors are just as guilty as the damn union and everybody else. They're taking all the money. Right. Well, they've had back end deals, of course, so that yeah. if a movie is very profitable, those points are very lucrative for them. Or they've been fortunate enough to get those Netflix deals, those 100 billion Netflix deals. Yeah. But yeah. those are going away. First of all, you, unless you are super lucky, like Margot Robbie was this summer with her Barbie, because she did have back end points and you have that mega hit you are not going to have those same deals that you right. did 10, 15 years ago. The Arnold Schwarzenegger money, Sylvester Stallone, Tom Cruise, that doesn't exist anymore. That level of fame and money and movie stardom doesn't exist. Really? And it, it, it's why, we, if you notice all of the super famous A-list actors, they are probably maybe top end of Gen X, but they're probably in the boomer era um, or silent generation that are who are still alive there's going to be very few millennial and gen z superstars the way we saw it in especially in the mm -hmm. action hero era i really think about that those group of men they made so much money what was the other group you mentioned i didn't even know heard, heard of that before what was it silent generation yeah what's that well they don't really talk much your, your parents <laughs> oh so they are no. silent because they're dead yeah um, i mean joe uh joe biden is a member of the silent generation just to give you he's 80 so jesus so where's the cutoff? I don't mm -hmm. know. Does anybody know the cutoff? Boomers were like kids during World War II and they were able to buy, or they were, yeah, they were able to buy homes in World War II after, after like, you know, the war was over, like through the um, GI Bill. Mm -hmm. So that, the boom in America, they were part of that boom. But they, they were the kids. So, they weren't. The, they weren't the mom and dad. They, they were, were the kids. Well, they were able to buy the homes. So they were. They were like the kids of the silent generation. Yeah. But they yeah, went through right. World War Two. Yeah. So, so, but then, World War One was probably, like, the silent generation. Because Donald Trump, yeah. I believe, is also silent gen, and oh, he's sure. seventy-seven. Oh, he's silent, Jen. Okay. If you're, mm -hmm. if you're silent, Jen, you should not be eligible for president. That should be that's the cutoff for president. <laughs> well, it's you're wild. Silent, We've never had a Gen X president, and we have Gen Xers in their 60s. So mm -hmm. a it's a little crazy to think about that. How old was Obama? Obama is I. He's a. I believe he's a late boomer. Or oh, yeah, is late he? Boomer. Oh, I thought yeah. he was younger than that. He's a late boomer. <laughs> He's a late boomer. Yes, that's exactly right. I uh, maybe we should just get rid of the presidency. What do you say? Let's go by committee. What do you think? Let's go rogue. <laughs> Let's go rogue and get rid of it all. Go away, for God's sake. What? When's the last thing they did something decent? It's always costing us more, no matter what they do. I don't know. This is what I was thinking about. Um, I, yesterday, I bought a national park pass for Joshua Tree. I have a oh, sure. weekend getaway oh, cool. in October yeah. to go see the solar eclipse with my cousins. Nice. And I bought it last night. And then this morning, I was listening to a podcast as I was getting ready for you guys. And they're like, and nobody should buy a park pass for the month of October because the government will be shutting down likely November, uh, September 30th. And I was like, well, that was great timing. No. Do you, you think they will actually shut down? Because some people say they, they are going to shut down. Down, but I don't believe it. I mean, right now they're at a total impasse, right. and I, I, I wouldn't 
Tom, and I know you're going to go, ah, I hate this, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Republicans don't want to agree with the Democrats and like have a government shutdown and then put the blame on Joe Biden and, and then lead us into the situation where we have no government services. So the Democrats are not responsible for any of it? Uh, though the Democrats would be uh, at equally as responsible because yeah. they didn't come to a, a negotiation or some sort of compromise with the Republicans. But, you know, it's that impasse that you constantly have to deal with. So imagine my life, because I'm not a Democrat nor a Republican, so I get stuck in the middle of all this crap. It's really nice, isn't it? I don't, ha I don't have a guy, as they say. I don't yeah, have I'm like, hey. You're the Tom party. Yeah, the Tom party. That's exactly <laughs> right. No, I, you know, what's so funny about that when people talk about, oh, you're this and you're that and you're that. I have friends that are very conservative, and I have friends that are very liberal, and I got no problem with either one of them. That's what you believe. That was your life. Just don't push it on me. Everybody lives a different life. Right. If they want to be liberal, they want to be conservative, there's a reason for that. Calm down. Right? Right. Right. The pain's in the ass. Your pain's in the but ass, yeah. Don't ruin my solar eclipse, people. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I would do. I'm, you know what? If... Even if the government shuts down, chances are nobody's guarding the park. I think you should be okay to drive on there. I'm just going to sure climb over a mountain but, yeah. and put on my solar eclipse glasses sure. and look up at the sun. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you should do that even with sunglasses. I don't know if I'd do that. Staring at the sun is not a good idea. You have to buy the eclipse glasses. Yeah, we did that in elementary school. <laughs> But we made our own, so it probably wasn't legit. So you, that's why you're blind in one eye? Yeah. Like, why can't I see now? They just let an entire elementary school out with these, like, paper yeah. glasses. Like, yeah. here you go, kids. Really nice. That's all solar eclipse glasses are. They're, they look like 3D glasses, you know, like the paper ones you'd get at an amusement yeah. park yep. or something. Yep. I'm like, okay, I hope those are good. Yeah. We all hope they're good. There's no question. So, look, I, uh, I like the fact that uh, we got absolutely nothing solved so we're kind of like the government. It's really yeah. great. We didn't solve a writer's strike nor an actor's strike. No, so. no. no. It's absolutely true. It, it just is the, the misery is never going to stop, is it? Because of the lust for money. And it's not love. It's a lust now. There's no yeah. question about that. Yeah. It's just never going to end, is it? No. Well, yeah, I mean, until we figure out the discrepancy between CEOs, you know, getting $400 million yeah, and right. their workers yep. getting minimum wage. And sure, in California, we have a better minimum wage than other areas of the country. But I, sometimes I'm shocked when I see like, I think it's Texas. It's like $7.50 minimum wage. I'm like, mm -hmm. since when? I earned that in high school. Yeah. It's shocking to me. That's mm -hmm. really funny. I just had a personal experience in the last month with that. A person I've known for 15 years, something like that. I wouldn't say he, this person's a good friend, but I thought they were a friend, all the rest of it. As soon as money got involved, all of a sudden I was the bad guy and I was evil and everything's horrible. It's like, what do I have to do with your life and how much money you make or I'm, I'm impeding your money making. Is that, I mean, this guy was accusing me of stuff like, you got that one friend of yours. So I, was, I was like, what are you talking about? People get really, really nuts around money. They oh, do. Jesus. They do. It changes people. I, I just, it's money. Relax. Except people need it right now because the cost of living is very expensive. Yeah. And it is funny. I mean, going to the grocery store, like I will sit there and I'm like, okay, I'm just running to get five things. And I'll look and it's like $50. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. 
what did I just buy? I didn't buy $50 worth of groceries. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're fortunate that we can get the bills paid. We don't have kids or anything else like that. And I'm like, how are parents doing it when they have two and three kids right now? That is a struggle. That's a lot of money. All right, young lady, we'll talk to you tomorrow, correct? Correct, and I will see you a little later today. Forget it. You're out of the mix. That's it. I'm bed booted (laughs) off the island. Booted off the island. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye, Kristen. Bye, good to see you. We will take a break. Be right back. What's his name again? Chris Eggert, is that it? My beliefs, I'll have to double check. Well, we can double check on it, ladies and gentlemen. Eggert's coming up next right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Your family will love Minnesota-made Killebrew Old-Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Then cheer on the fun. Take it from me, Ken Herbeck, Killebrew. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Is it just me, or is it always a struggle to take a good family pic? Between getting everyone to smile and finding outfits, it's not easy. Luckily, Kohl's has 15% off styles that are perfect for our upcoming photos. And the rest of fall, too. I got myself a flannel for $27.99, my daughter jeans for $24.99, and more. Plus, I earned Kohl's cash, which put a smile on my face. Now, to get one on everyone else's. Select styles. Offer in September 24th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Tom Bernard here for Power Lodge and Miller Marine as lake season throttles down. Trust the world's largest Bennington dealer, Miller Marine and Power Lodge, to protect your passion. Call today about Power Lodge Miller Marine's limited-time winterization specials. They're offering free storage with the purchase of a new boat. Get double the value if that new boat is a luxurious, I said luxurious Bennington, with unbeatable employee pricing stacked on top of rebates. This is the best time of the year to buy, and there's nothing wrong with fall water on the lakes with beautiful color-changing cruises. You know what I'm talking about. Need a power upgrade? They'll store that new motor for you too. Prepare now and bundle up your boat for a worry-free launch next spring. Pontoon Passion starts at Miller Marine and Power Lodge. Free winter storage with the purchase of a new boat from my personal buddies at The Lodge and Miller Marine. Throttle therapy on and off the water at MillerMarine.com and of course PowerLodge.com. Oh, and if you mentioned Tommy sent you from the Tom Bernard Morning Show, before the uh, summer is done you'll receive total consciousness so you got that going for you. Which is nice. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. 
We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We've got the lovely and talented Chris Eggert with us now. News brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. So, Mr. Eggert, what's the latest? The music that (laughs) we were just playing on the bump in, uh, not only were Allie and I having a grand old time to that, um, it reminds me of a Bon Jovi concert I went to in Seattle, Washington, and fell asleep. It was so boring. Really? No way. So boring. <laughs> what year was this, like, recently? Uh, I'm not hating on Bon Jovi either, but I was just like, he was using a teleprompter, which, again, I get. Like, they've got a large catalog of music. and Yeah. It's just, yeah. It anyway. wasn't the Taylor Swift experience you thought it would be. I don't think, no, I don't think so. You know what's really great about that, though? When they, they got into the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they invited John Lastman to be on, stu- on, on uh, stage with them. Really? Really? Yeah, because he was working in New York when they first broke, and he's the one that brought their music to the program director and said, we should play this. And he will let everybody what? know that fact. Too. No, he, he brings it up. <laughs> <laughs> Did he actually go yeah. to be on stage with them? Yeah, he was on stage. I, I watched one. it. Yeah, he, I think he sent out little clips to everybody. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah I would. Uh, Tom, you should tell uh, you should tell Kevin and Allie the story you told us yesterday about Lastman. Which one? Well, your incident at the Irish parade. Oh, you mean the St. Patrick's Day parade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, Tevin, you've known me long enough that I've, I'm a little light and breezy and kind of do whatever I want. All right, okay, yep. so Catherine, I, this the uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade's down Nicollet Avenue, mm-hmm. okay? Right down the Nicollet Mall. And as I'm walking up, I see Lastman already watching the parade. 
right? So I'm walking up behind him. Lastman's watching him parade. I sneak up. I put him in a headlock and pull him backward and lifted him off his feet. It wasn't Lastman. <laughs> Abs, that is horrifying. <laughs> Whoops. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Carried him like a baby. But, oh, oh no. God, I, I felt so bad. This guy was terrified. I imagine you would be. Right. And yeah. then also, like, on your part, if let's say that's Whoops. just somebody that's more trained to dismantle would-be attackers, like, that's that could have ended up, that that ended up bad yeah, for you like as well. That would have been a hell of a headline. Local radio star assaults random man. <laughs> Irish parade. I did. It's, like, it's was... like when you're a kid and you pull on your mom's winter coat and Byerly's, then that's not your mom. Oh, yeah. It's bad right? enough to wave at somebody. Yeah. Not quite the same as a headlock, but, you know, close. <laughs> Put the I've port. gotten into the wrong car at a gas station. Oh, really? Oh. Mm-hmm. How's that work? There, <laughs> there were like two Honda Accords, black, next mm-hmm. to each other at a quick trip. And I just got in the wrong one. And the, there was a guy sitting in there like, hello? <laughs> May I help you? I was like, that's not my car. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you're not paying attention. But I, he, honest to God, looked exactly like Lastman from behind. Not so much and from And what the front. is that? What does that look like? Well, I don't know. You could pick Lastman from behind, can you? Oh, there. Oh, yeah. Chris is laying it out for us. I like that. Thick. That word. Yeah. He's not thick. <laughs> with, with three C's, Tom. Yeah. The good thick. You guys yeah. are unbelievable. That's all I've got to say. But I felt That's... so bad for that guy. I was like, "Can I buy you dinner? No, just get away from me." It's like, okay. Yeah. I will. I'll get away from you. I promise. That, that's funny to Tevin's point. I wouldn't even thought about that. Like you happen upon some guy who's like a martial arts expert or something. And he just turns around and like hunk, rips your larynx out or something like yeah. on the movies. Does like Temple of Doom, rips the heart out. Yes. Yeah. Or even like pepper spray or yeah. you never know with people these days. Like, yeah. Why aren't you guys all close friends looking at my demise and <laughs> laughing up a storm? Okay. <laughs> Don't Wouldn't worry it be about my great feeling. if they tore his larynx out and then his heart <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody said, wouldn't it be great? No. The guy should have disemboweled Tom. It would have been phenomenal. Well, no, because yeah. then we don't have a show to come do every week. Yeah. After this, you guys that, might Tom. not. Anyway, I'm just you know, happy. I can't wait to get an email from Amy Daniels later. Like, did you guys spend a full segment talking about how you want Tom to die? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See? exactly right i'm deeply hurt i want you to know that have you guys ever done that walked up on someone you thought was well the hell you already yes. kind of talked about that all mm-hmm. the time yeah yeah it does happen all the time doesn't it you think yeah. it's somebody it's I, not them i usually don't like physically assault them but i'll like like definitely the waving <laughs> or like you know Dave. you'll tap them on the shoulder and then it's like a you uh you're not who i thought you were and like should i explain this the number's gonna walk away the guy didn't believe me, by the way. I kept telling him, oh, my God, I thought it was somebody else. No, you didn't. You did that on purpose. He was really pissed off at me. Jeez. Like, who's, who's, who is your doppelganger, Tom? Who would people mistake you for? Used to be Alex Karras, but not anymore. He's dead. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Alex for Karras sure. and I looked a yeah. lot alike. Yep. He was a he played for the Detroit Lions and became a what was the name of his TV show again? His father. Uh, he had something? the it was Webster wasn't Webster. Webster. Exactly Webster. Yeah, he was the dad yeah, on he was Webster. The dad and Webster. Oh, okay, yeah, I could see that for sure. He was also the one that punched the ox in uh, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> so it's a, really that was <laughs> Alex Karras. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, he did. Remember that? He knocked out a huge ox. 
<laughs> by punching him in the face. <laughs> Mel Brooks is a genius. I'm sorry. He's a genius. That movie is so fun. I am so glad they didn't piss all over that movie because they drop a few big ends in there. Yeah. You know. Did the you guys watch? I, I mentioned. <laughs> I, I think I talked about. It. Did you watch that redo of History of the World that that was out on? Was it Hulu? Within yeah. The last. Did you watch that? It's freaking hilarious. I watched like a first few minutes and then I got distracted, but it lo- it was funny. <laughs> so what is it? Nick Kroll's it's, in it, right? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It it's basically a, a new new twist on History of the World, Tom. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple of the guys. Wanda Sykes is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ike Barinholtz is in it. It's probably really... Bill Hader. It's goofy yeah, as yeah, hell. Yeah. It's super funny. Mm-hmm. Like in the Mel Brooks um, vein of humor. Oh, I would so like you that. Get it, and not and not politically correct. Like not like it's 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 kind of old school in its um, in its comedy. So I, I thought it was awesome. What channel? I think it's on Hulu. Don Hulu, yeah, okay. So it's just called History of the World. Yeah, History like of the World his... Part Two. It looks like oh, Part Two. Is that what it is? Yep. Okay. Because that was a movie, actually. Correct. Uh, part Two was. Yeah, Mel Blanc, History of the World Part Two was a, was one of Mel Brooks' movies. Well, it's movies. not that then. It's it's it's. I don't remember. It's a terrible story I'm telling. I can't even remember. You're really good at that. Show, I, I think it is because yeah. it looks like no, it was funny. It was Wanda funny. Wanda Sykes, yeah. Charles Melton, <laughs> Dove Cameron. Mm-hmm. Ike Barnholtz, Barnholtz, sorry, Barnholtz, Barnholtz. Yeah. There we go. Sorry, yeah. Ike. Yeah, yeah that's it. He's okay. funny. And what's the name of it? History of the World Part Two. It's currently you can't streaming steal on. Steal the Hulu. name. Well, you put Part Two on it, and it's no, not the it was same Part thing Two. Mel, Mel's was Part Two. I don't know. Well, Mel Brooks is associated with this one, so it must oh, be okay. Oh, maybe that's then. why you let him. Yeah, use it's, it. it's that's okay. why I said you'd like it, Tom. It's his deal. Oh, it's, I love it, him. It is mm-hmm. so good. He so he and Carl Reiner together were amazing. Yeah. Best friends. No doubt about it. That's when you could laugh. That was back in the day when people used to laugh and have a good time instead of being all touchy about every damn thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. His, uh, the musical, The Producers, did you guys ever see that? Yes. No. With absolutely. Matthew Broderick. Really and, good. Uh, yeah, that was very, very funny. That's one of my favorite musicals of all time. I mean, I'm you, not a big musical fan, but that was hilarious. Do you think we'll ever get to the point uh, again when we can relax and just take it easy on the streets and get along with each other by going things like, hey, you fat bastard? You think we'll no. ever get back there? No. Damn no. it. That's too bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I d- uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, in fact, not gonna when, I, when I was making fun of Lastman's outline from behind. And I, did, uh, <laughs> I was just You're thinking, like, I'm like, gonna get canceled. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. Can't do that maybe stuff we, anymore. Maybe we can because we're talking about Lastman, but still, I was like, it's just weird. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, speaking of Lastman, I got about 8 billion phone calls the last couple of days because I think on, I think it was, was it yesterday that Andy was putting together the, the, the release for the day or whatever, and he added mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, of the chucker in there, and people were just oh. going berserk about it, yeah. calling me about. You know that you should you should do that like every day. It's like you can't do it every day. Settle down, <laughs> relax. But where are you calling in from? Where are you calling in from? <laughs> you're doing all that Ryman Simon stuff. I don't understand a word you're saying. God, he was funny at that. He was very good at that. I think he still does it up in up in St. Cloud. I think. Yeah, he's on Probably. A, is he on KCLD? What, what channel is he on up there? I don't remember. The Goat? Might be on The Goat. I'm not sure. 
but yeah, works for a really nice guy. I know, I know not really well, but I know his boss, uh, the owner of the place. He's a really good guy. So, mm-hmm. but maybe we should have the Chucker call in once in a while. A hell That'd of a deal. Funny. Yeah, I'm I, happy to have him take my news segments because I haven't had a lot of great things to talk about. So there's tons of stuff to talk about. You want to replace the news with the chucker? I like. I get it. Hey, there's something important happening that I saw, Chris. That TJ Maxx in St. Paul is going to be closing. Yeah, Midway, man. Yep. Sad. What happened? I, I love being a Maximista. Uh, <laughs> Maximista, sure. Called? Yeah. I love me some TJ Maxx too. There are there are still some out in the suburbs, but yeah, Midway is. I mean, I don't know when the last time I work in Midway, so I'm here all the time. So right, um, I, I've seen it. It's well, a lot of it started with the Floyd stuff. There were several businesses that were destroyed there. They they built the new soccer stadium, which is great, but nothing is really filled in around that, which I think yeah. Was, True. Sort of what the what the vision was in the first place. And maybe that'll come. Maybe some of these businesses closing is part of the cycle of that having, you know, that happening mm-hmm. to make room for some of them. But it's yeah, it, it's such a it's it's such a cool neighborhood. And then it's just so weird, too. Like you can the Walmart closed down there too. Heck, that's been several years. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and that one, I didn't even remember. Like I went, I tried to go to Walmart the other day and I drove over there uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's been closed for like seven years. You <laughs> 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 but, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. I had a, I had a, that whole mall area where like LA fitness is mm-hmm. right there. There was like some store that closed down and instead they had like a flea market type oh, situation and Ooh. guess what tom i was like the host for the day or something like that i got roped into like a three and a half hour gig at the at flea, flea market flea market oh god <laughs> sweet talk about like ridiculous stuff you had to do at work you know i was like what am i doing here on a saturday morning like trying to like help this russian dude sell these used computers that may or may not be legal <laughs> oh well that's a nice touch. You know, it was just sketchy. Yeah, it's never been my kind of deal, that flea market. How much you want for this toaster? What? Yeah, and it's and it's no. like in a mall with legit stores. And I'm like, what is going on here? I'm surprised you they know? let them do that. Mm-hmm. But they did. Yeah. God, I spent a lot of time over in that neighborhood. I had some friends there up and down, you know, Central Avenue and further east, of course. it was. I love that whole area, as a matter of fact. What is the cross street there? There's a There's a... The big what Spruce Bank or whatever the hell that thing's called, where the stadium oh, is now, the cross. That's that's Snelling. That's mm-hmm. Snelling. Snelling. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of fun over there. Used to be some you know, good restaurants to go to and all that. That's the one thing I will tell you that people do not understand is how great it is to live in the Twin Cities because Minneapolis and St. Paul are two completely different cities. I love that. Mm-hmm. I really do. I For love sure. the fact that there's two different takes on everything, and it you know it works out pretty well. If you we know just what went I mean. to, we just went to a um, Minnesota United game a couple weekends ago. I guess I'm ashamed to admit I hadn't gone to one yet, but we have some friends who are season ticket holders, and they asked us to go. It was a blast. Have you guys? Yeah. Have you guys been? Yeah. yeah, I haven't been at the new stadium, but I've been to games before. I loved them. The stadium is really cool. It so is. It's, yep. it's it's deceiving because it, it looks small. It's not, but when you're in there, sort of the way the seating is, 
everyone's got a really nice view of the yep. pitch and um there's like really good like gourmetish food around you know it, it's mm-hmm. it, it's come a long ways from the old dome dogs from back in the day if you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> yeah that brew hall is great too. At, a, at a ball game is crazy Wait yeah, and the vibe the vibe at soccer games is really fun too because fans get so into it. Especially mm-hmm. even like the visiting teams like fans will come, especially oh, Portland yeah. when they come in. Oh my god, it's like they just like bust in an entire city of psycho fans. But it's fun, you know. It never did take off in America like they thought it would, though, did no. it? It never did, really. No. Well, it's, now that they have Messi down yeah. in uh, Miami, yeah. it's definitely yeah. starting to pick up a little bit, but it takes somebody like that yeah. to really get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Soccer David dress. Beckham. Yeah, David Beckham, you're out of the mix. <laughs> yeah. Well, my buddy Tino Lettieri was a goalie in, the, in world soccer. You know that he well, left Bari, Italy when he was 12 years old to move to uh, Canada to play professional soccer? It's Dang. crazy how At they do 12. that. 12. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, because they have schools where, like, kids literally just go to yeah. play soccer. And really? That's, yeah. So, like, they'll leave the house, like, you're 12 years old, and now they're, you know, living in another country because they can <sighs> kick a ball. Like, that was who was in the U.S., Freddie Adu, yep, back Freddie in the Adu. day, was, like, a, supposed to be the next David Beckham-type player. Oh, okay. And, yeah, he was, like, our phenom that we sent out, and he never really developed. But, mm. yeah, can't win I all. mean, that's yeah. that's not that much different than the hockey kids now mm-hmm. i mean true there are there are hockey kids who are in that age range who are going off to play school or play junior you know all that or uh, go to like private school that's just focused completely on hockey which is crazy but mm-hmm. what is that shattuck where everyone goes yeah, yeah shattuck. 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 Mm-hmm. um all right. Gentry academy in the twin cities has turned into a real hotbed for that too so we're going to we're going to test some knowledge here who is the most oh. famous graduate of Shattuck Academy? By far the most famous graduate. Tom Bernard. That's, no, that was my yeah, guess. they let me in there. Not That was not me, believe me. I mean, I'm a little better actor than this guy um, I'm talking about, but, you know. How about how about Zach Parisi? Mm, no, he might have gone there, too, but <laughs> not as actor? famous as this guy. He might be an actor. Denzel Washington. Nope. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, unless it's a black guy, I don't know who it is. Unless it's a black man, I don't care. Racist. He's horrible. He actually uh, set fire to the school once too, when he was there. This very famous person. He actually set fire to the school. You know this. When I say it, Bill Murray. Nope. Before that. Oh. You ready? I'm gonna be so mad. Don Shelby. Yes, it was Don. I get it. I called Shelby yesterday. Can't talk. I'm in Europe. Oh well, pardon me. And also, like, if you can't talk, don't answer the phone. Yeah, he just, oh my God, Kevin, thank you. He that just he, kills me. Like, no. my mom will be. They could. She could like be in the middle of a surgery, and she'll answer the phone. Yes. Well, I can't really talk right now. I'm in the middle of open heart surgery. And you're okay. and you're the, you're the jerk for calling. Right. Turn your phone off. <laughs> no. I can't talk right now. I'm in Europe. Ooh. Right. He only answered so he could just brag that Absolutely. he's in Europe. Right yeah. Exactly. Right. Blue. <laughs> okay. Here's the uh, info topic. And I shouldn't say graduate because I don't know if he graduated or not, but he was an attendee, and I think oh. he graduated. Bob Dylan. Oh, see, that's why I didn't get the answer. Bob uh, Dylan. No, wasn't Bob Dylan either. wasn't from here. He's from Nebraska, actually. I thought you'd jump out with Johnny Carson. It's not him either. Nope. You ready? Ready. Most famous attendee, Shattuck Academy. 
Marlon Brando. No way. Marlon Brando lived in Minnesota for a while, yeah. Really? Wow, he is a, a bad boy. <laughs> oh, he's a bad Yeah, he was a really bad boy. You see those pictures with him and Wally Cox? Holy <laughs> Hannah. Smoking the peace pipe, if you know what I mean. The devil's lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. But yeah, Marlon Brando lived in, and that's, what city is that in? It's down south, just, it's south kind of by Rochester. Is it Winona? Is it, it might be Winona. I think you might be right about that. I don't I got, know. I'm just guessing. It's down there somewhere, but yeah, I, I yeah, remember. Come I on, Kevin, Faribault. you're a sports guy. Faribault. I don't know where. Faribault. Faribault? Is, really? It was in Faribault? Yeah, Shattuck? Yeah. Yeah, Faribault. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was further south than that. So he Faribault was close. or Faribault? Faribault. Yeah, I've heard Faribault. people say Faribault. Yeah. Yeah, no question. Would have been cool, though, as a kid, walking down the street and all of a sudden there's Marlon Brando, but of course that wouldn't happen because his first movie came out in 1951, so mm -hmm. never mind. He probably went there, what, then probably in the 30s, I would guess, something like that, yeah. somewhere in there. But he still is my favorite actor of all time, i got to be honest with you. There's some great actors out there, don't get me wrong, but Marlon Brando mm -hmm. was something special. No doubt about it. Right? right. Yeah. Because is that what they, like, tell people when they're showing them the school? Like, and this is where Marlon Brando set the hallway on fire. Oh, yeah. I don't think what he left it was an, a good thing, so no. I don't think they bring his name up, if you know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> So they, just, they just bragged that Zach Parisi went there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> actually, I don't even know if Zach went there. He did. Okay. Oh, absolutely. he did go to Shattuck? Yeah, absolutely. There you go. I just assumed, yeah. We see a bad boy, too. Oh, uh, you know, just in the contract negotiations with the Wild. I knew JP. I never knew Zach at all. JP I knew really well back oh, in the mm -hmm. day. Really, well, it's because, you know, Louie Nanny and I are friends. So we meet a lot of a lot of hockey players from that era. And then Tino Lettieri, of course, the, oh, yeah. the professional soccer player, never introduced me to any soccer players. So what should I think of that? <laughs> Probably thank him. To be honest with you, soccer players. I mean, was there, does it see your life missing <laughs> soccer need to That's know a soccer gold. player? That's kind of gold. Chris, you had a big story this morning. At the beginning of your news, I tuned you in right there at like 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock. or whatever. Is it 5 o'clock when you start? Four thirty. Five thirty. Five thirty. So it must have been six yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Dang. What was the big lead story? It was a pretty well, important story. I, I think our top most of the uh, morning we talked about the there's a big um, city council meeting in Minnetonka last night, and hundreds of people showed up because there's been some fairly high profile things you would typically expect to happen in the city happening out in Minnetonka. So a bunch yeah. of people were pretty riled up. So they came out and um, basically they weren't, no one was being critical of the Minnetonka police department, but everyone was being critical of sort of the state of affairs where juvenile offenders aren't being punished. Right. And basically when somebody gets um, arrested for carjacking or whatever, um, in a lot of the cases, the courts are not really pushing them through the system and punishing them for um, the crime. So although carjacking has changed, they can now punish them a little bit more. So that, that was our, that was our big story. We were following this morning. Was that I what you were talking so. about? Tom? I think that's exactly it because <clears throat> I'm here to tell you it's only going to get worse unless these people wake up and get their head out of their ass. If you commit a crime, you need to be punished for that crime. This always is a little kid from the inner city. Tough shit. You committed a crime. You can't do that because all young people now think they can do whatever the hell they want. They really do mm -hmm. think that because I've talked to a few of them about it. There so, was. 
Oh, go ahead, Alex. Sorry to interrupt you. What were some other things that happened? I knew that a woman got assaulted when she was backing out of yes, her garage. in Minnetonka. Yeah. Yep. And so then, the the lady what else was, happened? they followed her home from the they followed her home from the grocery store God. at eleven o'clock in the morning, Ugh. pulled in behind her with her little kid and mm. took the car from them and like I think they pushed the kid down on the ground. So I'm like it was technically an assault on Jeez. both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh you guys weren't on that day, but like two days prior to that, my daughter, we live in Minnetonka, so I'm very familiar with this. Somebody tried to steal our car out of our driveway while my daughter was in. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Really? So, Jesus. And again, like, all things are relative. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, things are tough all over, right? I just think that the in this particular case, Minnetonka people are having all kinds of property damage, mm-hmm. people breaking into cars, people breaking into homes, stealing things out of the homes, and just, you know, and which – makes sense that the the crime if if there's opportunity people go where there's opportunity so. yeah it's but it's it's one thing to steal a car it's another thing to like kidnap you know like yeah. god forbid that's mm-hmm. terrifying chris oh my god well, Is everybody she, good? She, she's she, she's i wouldn't wish her she, uh, she'll she's 16 and she's she yelled at them and they ran off like, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> glad to hear it but Jeez. all kinds of that kind of stuff. I mean, everybody has, has got some kind of story of that. And that that's what I did at least like to hear from the residents who were there. Like everyone was like, we're not like sitting here telling you that this is a problem that's unique to our community. It's happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. What, what can we do collectively to try to push the courts to push um, if it's state laws that need to change like what what can we do to toughen some of the penalties for people so they're not you know to try to deter them from from doing this kind of stuff well i think the big one of the biggest problems we have is not the local but the national news does not help because you got both sides whether it's fox or cnn that lie to you constantly to make money and one of them talks about how nobody should be punished for doing anything you have to be more understanding no i don't I have one mm. question for somebody that's going to walk up on my car. My question is, does this look a lot like a 357 Magnum? <laughs> it's a good question. Right? <laughs> I'm, yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. Like, there, <laughs> there aren't any, like, there's, like, you guys are saying, there's not consequences today for no. actions anymore. Nope. And, like, kids, it's all a game, right? You get on TikTok, like, when they had the big Kia uh Controversy where everybody you're able to steal a Kia yeah. with just a USB drive, and now yeah. you you know kids are uploading those videos to TikTok or Instagram, and now it's just a big game of well, let's I want to get my views online, and they're not going, nobody's going to jail, so what's the big deal? And it's right. like you have to once you start implementing some consequences, people it's going to deter a lot of people because people don't nobody wants to go to jail and get correct. in trouble like or, or get you shot have to, right or get <laughs> shot yeah that's how you're saying. A, my grandpa back in the day, he was like, yeah, somebody tried to carjack me. He's like, I had my gun in my car and was like, hey, do you really want to steal this car? They said, <laughs> they said no and kept it no. pushing. Now, I'm not saying we're going to start pulling guns on no, people. No, should not, right. Yeah, there should be some sort of in the legal system punishment because this has been going on downtown and in the inner yes. city forever. And yep. now when it gets yep. out to Minnetonka, you know, it obviously is going to get a little bit more news and attention. 
Well, I, True. I, I should be honest with you. I have never pulled a gun on anyone. I've had concealed carry for decades, mm-hmm. but I've never pulled a gun on anyone. I have shown it to someone by pulling my coat back going, don't do that. Right? Yeah. But I've never actually pulled a gun on anybody because I don't want to get to that point. No. Because if I pull a gun on you, I'm probably going to shoot you. Right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I mean, the whole yeah. point of pulling one, unfortunately. That's exactly right. I'm not just showing it off. If I pull a gun, you got major problems. But no, you're 100% right. We have got to stop letting these people get... They think they can do whatever they want now. Yeah. Literally, anything. And the problem is only then going to get worse because then kids that feel like there's no consequences grow up to be adults that feel there's no consequences. And then those that's a whole different issue of problems that are going to come from it. Yeah, no question about it. And our school system does not help. Not all of our school system, but some of these schools are teaching kids some of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my entire life. And that's got to stop. Yeah. And and I think with like kind of with Chris's story where, you know, nothing bad happened, it's also a good kind of teaching moment for people mm-hmm. like, hey, make sure, you know, it's 11 o'clock and you think nobody's following you home. Be aware of your surroundings. It's not just when you're, you know, downtown or in a back alley that you got to be aware of what's going on. It's, you know, yeah. middle of the day. So make sure that, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's yep. following you home. Like people... Are, there's a lot of crazy people out there these days. Well, yeah. let me put it this way. The guys I grew up with, I've never pulled a gun on anyone. I don't think there was anyone they didn't pull a gun on. <laughs> Whoa. God, they used to pull the heater out all the time. Like, would you stop doing that? The hell's wrong with you? Mr. Eggert has to get back to work. My God, you stayed overtime. I, I know, I know. I better go. I don't want to get in trouble with my other of my five jobs. Where the hell's Hannah been? She didn't even say hello anymore. Um, she's, she's slaving away over a hot traffic computer at the moment. Nice try. God. Tell her I've, I've never cared for her. <laughs> okay, I'll go tell her that right now. <laughs> Talk to you later. Good Bye, to see you, Chris. Bye. Yeah, good to see you too. Chris Eggert, ladies and gentlemen. News brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. Josh Arnold bringing you Chris Eggert. Love working with Chris. Isn't Chris great to work with? He's, he's such a good guy. He is. He's like, I remember nice watching him growing up. I loved him. The good guy, there's no getting around Mm. that. We shall take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, MyPillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. Their proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That is a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. This season, your coffee orders are getting warmer and your outfits are getting cozier. The world keeps changing, and so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're one of the best ways to help protect yourself against COVID-19. You can get a COVID-19 shot at the same visit as a flu shot if you're due for both, as recommended by the CDC. Talk to your healthcare provider to learn more and schedule at vaccines.gov. And don't forget to get extra cinnamon spice. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. 
Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Dougie, how's life in Baldwin? I love it, though it's a bit hard to find a half-calf, decaf, heavy foam. I'll give you some heavy foam. Yeah, that's what he said. Anyway, I just came back from the National Ford meeting and got to hear Bill Ford, Henry's grandson, and Jim Farley, who's the CEO, talk about the future of the company. It was really interesting, and I learned some cool stuff. Read this. Ford builds more vehicles in the USA than any other brand. Huh? I thought it would have been Tesla. Not even close. Keep reading. Ford outsold Toyota in 2022 and is on track to do it again. I didn't know that either. Probably these commercials. Yeah, sure, pal. Ford has successfully partnered with the UAW and hasn't suffered a strike in over 40 years. Ford also has the largest number of assembly workers in the United States. You know, Tom, I've really fallen in love with the product. From the electrics to the super duties, thanks to you, a lot of people have reached out to put Ford on their list. If you want to talk cars in general or Ford specifically, reach out to me at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. 